Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. These confusing times we live in are made all the more confusing by what Rome permits among its own priests. The Church in America, and indeed the entire Western world, was recently witness to Father Frank Pavone's dismissal from the clerical state, and what many are pointing out is canonically illegal, and it done in a non-binding manner. Now that news broke just prior to the story I'm about to relate to you of a group of Italian priests openly defying the church's teaching on the priesthood, specifically on the morality of who is fit to be a priest. These priests are challenging Rome, and at least so far, no official response from Rome has been issued, largely because Francis has himself publicly signaled his support for the James Martin life and has openly endorsed the work of Father James Martin, S.J. Now, this story should have gotten wider coverage, but was buried in the festivities leading to Christmas and the Feast of the Nativity itself, and of course its aftermath. So, let's take a look at this story that got quietly swept under the rug. Given how harshly Father Pavone was treated by Rome, who went so far as to violate canon law and laicize him illicitly, you have to ask yourself when these priests in the following story are going to get laicized. The answer is, of course, never. They're never going to get laicized because Rome isn't against what these priests want, despite what these priests openly admit and are demanding, and despite what Rome has itself actually said on the matter in the recent past. From SSPX News, we get the story. Headline, 50 James Martin Italian priests come out. 50 of them are Italian priests and have published a letter denouncing the internalized self-fear of the church, announcing they no longer want to hide. The letter, titled Con tutto il curore, with all my heart, first circulated discreetly before being picked up by the left-leaning Italian daily Domani, followed by the Spanish publication Publico. This is a story getting largely ignored in the English-speaking world when it should be getting more attention. So, from the SSPX's article on this, quote, the letter denounces the existence of plans aimed at eliminating all allusion to the James Martin life in the seminaries and promoting an empty morality of the flesh there. It adds in a grotesque way that this attitude finds an echo in traditionally Christian countries, such as Italy or Spain, where there is collaboration between the ecclesiastical hierarchy and the political extreme right. <laughs> the authors speak of the hatred of the James Martin world inoculated in the seminaries and of the social prejudices scattered throughout even the latest Vatican documents, with an almost obsessive reference to the ideology of the flesh, which has multiplied since Giorgia Maloney's rise to power. If the subject were not so serious, this association would be amusing because it is so conventional and anachronistic. It is ultimately only there to try to stigmatize the opponents whom they accuse of all their misfortunes. The text goes on to bluntly affirm that there are priests who are afraid of the James Martin life who push to the outside the conflict they carry within. They do not express peace, but live in a dystonic ministry, smothering their own being with clericalism. Nicely done. <laughs> but, quote, gratis assetitur, gratis negatur. What is affirmed without proof can be denied in the same way. A complaint arises. We cannot speak openly about our own. James Martin inclination with our family or our friends, even less with other priests or committed lay people, lament the authors. We cannot find acceptance in the church, pointing to internalized fear about the James Martin life, both within the 
hierarchy, and in the dioceses and formation houses, end quote. Officially, according to the church, those with the James Martin inclination are barred from the priesthood. And by inclination, I don't mean those living a chaste life, living with a heavy cross, but otherwise following church teaching and generally not accepting this or recognizing it as sin and as evil. Such men would not identify with that particular sin and, it demand, and demand its recognition as legitimate by the church. Now, I qualify all these with the words, quote, unquote, officially, because the church hasn't enforced that in decades in most places. In fact, to be honest, it's widely reported that at least in many American seminaries, if not seminaries across the Western world, if you are not of the James Martin life, then you may have a very difficult time getting ordained. I've received testimony from numerous former seminarians telling stories about how they wouldn't go along with the advances made by the superiors, or they held to the church's teachings on the natural and moral law of God and were then summarily dismissed from the seminary for being clericalist and being too rigid and all the rest, thus destroying any chance they had at having their vocation fulfilled. Presently, there are about 1,600 active secular priests in the Archdiocese of Rome, Secular meaning here, diocesan priests. And the Archdiocese of Rome's bishop, by the way, is Francis. So, there you go. Fifty of them felt emboldened to write a public letter, demanding essentially that the church change its teaching on the James Martin sin, invoking all the language of the world, and implicitly stating that the Bible got that issue entirely wrong. Each of these priests should be given the opportunity before the Pope, who is their bishop, to recount their errors have the implications of their errors told to them in no uncertain terms, including being reminded that claiming the Bible is in error is heresy, and thus, if they knowingly hold to a heresy, then that makes them formal heretics, and then they are no longer Catholic. They should be given the opportunity to recant their errors, and if they refuse, they've removed themselves from the faith, and by extension, from the Catholic priesthood. Obviously, that won't happen. Not under this alleged pontificate, which has sent Father James Martin numerous letters expressing support for his heretical work that undermines the faith and the authority of the church. James Martin has published these on his own websites numerous times, and I've reported on them numerous times. Instead, Rome will probably continue to ignore the story and hope that it'll just go away, at least until the Synod on Synodality is over in 2024, which is tackling this issue, among others. But let's get back to that SSPX article. Quote, in an attempt to show the consequences of the situation, the letter exposes the difficulties of the current clergy. Not finding what they are looking for in Italy, they've turned first to Spain, where studies, unofficial, seem to show that at least one priest and one religious in ten has, uh, has these inclinations different from that defined as normal by the institution. That's pretty thin. Then they turn to France, where the Episcopal Conference has commissioned an investigation into the state of the health of its clergy. 9% of French clergy admit to being depressed, and up to 40% say they are in conflict with the hierarchy or have a work overload. The French report also revealed that two out of five priests use adult substances and that 8% are dependent on it, but still nothing to do with this business. Then they describe the unbearable tension. Quote, People are often forced to deny themselves in the name of a hypocritical spirituality, with devastating effects. We have heard stories of consecrated men torn with guilt to the point of leaving the priestly life, and in some cases, ending the, taking themselves out of the equation, a terrible temptation even for some of us. The letter then follows talking about Francis's attitude and the support he brings to James Martin's cause. 
Francis has approved such actions, such as those of the Jesuit James Martin and his ministry of welcoming and integrating on an equal footing the group in question in the church. Thus, last August, Francis, quote-unquote, blessed the work of Martin, encouraging him to, quote, overcome barriers. The authors also highlighted the value of the synod on synodality, saying it can be an opportunity for dialogue in the face of harsh words from the official church on the flesh and the James Martin sin. And besides, they are not the only ones to claim it. In most synod summaries throughout the world, a rapprochement with the James Martin Collective has clearly emerged, end quote. Reproachment meaning some sort of agreement. This entire issue, though, is settled. First, it's settled by sacred scripture. We're obliquely talking about a sin that the Bible says cries out to heaven for justice. That puts it as a step above most other sins. And it obviously precludes anyone who finds such sins acceptable and such inclinations to the sins in question from holy orders in the sacred priesthood. You wouldn't allow a usurer in either. But the church has ruled on this fairly recently, too. Francis himself in 2016 actually reaffirmed the teaching of the church. He's since adding to the confusion of all this by endorsing Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church's evil work on this very same sin numerous times and in writing, but he has officially in writing upheld the teaching prior to that, and it's binding regardless of what these priests may think. The formal teaching of the church, affirmed by, 2016, by Francis in 2016, reads here as follows. It comes from Catholic Answers website. Quote, Question. May men of these kind be ordained as priests? Answer. Existing priests who may deal with such tendencies yet are committed to a life of chastity and otherwise to the church's teaching can certainly continue in their priestly ministry. Regarding candidates for the priesthood, in December 2016, the Congregation for the Clergy, with Francis's approval, reaffirmed that men who live such a lifestyle have deep or have deep-seated such tendencies or support the support the associated culture, cannot be admitted to the ministerial priesthood. In relation to persons with such tendencies who seek admission to seminary or discover such a situation in the course of formation, consistent with her own magisterium, the church, while profoundly respecting the persons in question, cannot admit to the seminary or to holy orders those who practice the sin in question, present deep tendencies, or support the so-called associated culture. Such persons, in fact, find themselves in a situation that gravely hinders them from relating correctly to men and women. One must in no way overlook the negative consequences that can derive from the ordination of persons with deep, with these sort of deeply held tendencies. And the quote comes from the Gift of Priestly Vocation, paragraph 199. This document reaffirms that contrary to some reports, the church doesn't view the, the uh, term that James Martin likes to use favorably, given its association with living and promoting a lifestyle that is irreconcilable with Jesus Christ and his teaching, see the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 31 to 32, end quote. It's pretty cut and dry. That also would mean that many priests, starting with James Martin himself, should be dismissed from the priesthood. That is not going to happen. Not under this alleged pontificate, and probably not even a, an even moderate successor. Think if we got a Benedict Seventeenth, James Martin would not be dismissed. The issue is just radioactive. It's become the third rail in discourse of any kind in the culture now. You can't tell the truth about this issue, not without running the risk of cancellation, because the people in question hold a great deal of power. Gave you an example of that. 
the St. Gallen Group in Rome is one such group, and they've held enormous power in Rome for many decades, back to the 1950s at least. They had the power to get Francis on the throne of Peter, and any attempt to dismiss these fellow traveler priests in Rome from the clerical state, many of them have probably been already uh, marked down for future, becoming bishops in the future, any move against them will be met with swift and harsh resistance from the St. Gallen Group and its secular allies in the media and probably in the Italian government and beyond. So what do you think of this story? Is it a sharp contrast to the Father Pavone story? We have a clear case of a group of priests publicly rejecting the church's moral teaching and are in violation of the laws of the church and of God, and they will certainly go unpunished for calling into question the infallibility of sacred scripture and the magisterium of the church. Meanwhile, decent priests get punished for having the wrong politics. It's also tiresome, yet so predictable. But maybe you disagree. Maybe you think these priests will be dismissed or whatever. Let me know what you think in the comments, please, and give me the good reason for it. And uh, also, like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot as well. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.